This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 88. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts... Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick, and I am joined once again by my co-host. Her name is Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you? Wow, you made that sound really epic, John Middick of Sharpened Artist. <laughs> it, it sounded real dramatic. It did. It? Like, I, I was going to say something real important. No, no, and this was I, good. I, I liked did. it that way. so this is the show about colored pencil where we discuss colored pencil as a medium and the artist so lisa what are we talking about today we're going to be talking a little bit about how your point of view how you're viewing things can or looking at things your attitude about things will make such a difference in your art whether it be your skill level or your business and marketing plan my point of view how i view things huh well maybe not your point of view (laughs) Okay, so it, so we're talking about the the way that we frame things, the way that we internalize things, and uh, whether we take responsibility for those things, right? Yeah, and, and not just that. I think a lot of it, too, is also being positive about something. The way mm-hmm. you view something, looking at something and going, oh, I'm just terrible, I'm never going to be good at that, or looking at it as, wow, I could someday reach that goal. What steps do I need to take to get there? Right. I mean, either way, your artwork is at the same stage on both scenarios. But in one, you're going to progress. And in one, you're just going to be miserable. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. One of the things that you want to watch and make sure that you're not doing as you're working is blaming outside factors, looking for reasons why you're not being successful. You don't want to find other things to blame. Like, I can't afford the full set of pencils that I want. Well, use what you've got now. You can succeed with that. I did not start with a full set of colors. Actually, I started with Prismacolor and a smaller box. I think a 48 is what I used for many, many years. Or I don't have time. You know, none of us have time. That's an, uh, that, I mean, anyone you talk to is going to tell you the same thing. I always laughed when my husband, years ago, he kept complaining, oh, I don't have time to work 35, a 35 hour a week job and go to school. And I'm like, one of our friends works a full-time job plus overtime, goes to school full-time, and is raising three kids. It can be done if you want it I, badly enough. Like in his yeah, case, I've he just that. didn't really want yeah. to go to school. If you can train yourself to look for the positive in things, for, okay, here's my problem. I don't have time. How can I fix this? Just that shift, just that slight change mm-hmm, in how mm-hmm. you're viewing it can make right. all the difference. Now you're looking for a solution. Now you're being proactive. You're not just sitting back going, I can't do it. Or the same with the yeah. pencils. Okay, you don't have all the pencils you want. What are some solutions? What can you do now? Can you just use what you have for now and buy one pencil every paycheck? I mean, what are the solutions if you can just switch your mindset just a yeah. little? That same situation suddenly goes from being really dire to, okay, I've got a plan. I know how I'm moving forward. Yeah, I love this because this goes along really well with just about anything that you do in life, whether you work a day job like I do or anything else, any endeavor that you have aside from art. You use the same skills, the same type of savviness in getting along in life and accomplishing things in life that you do with art. And one of the things, Lisa, I think you're really kind of highlighting here is, you know, you're talking about framing things and and looking at it with a, a positive spin. 
is, yeah, if you just kind of flip things around and if you always look at things from a perspective of being grateful for the advantages that you do have, then what happens is we start focusing on the possibilities rather than the things that might go wrong. We, we, we focus on the right things. And, and then all of a sudden, we start finding solutions. We start finding answers. We start being able to accomplish things that we thought maybe weren't you know, within our grasp. Exactly. There were uh, just a quick story. Yeah, like my stories are ever quick. But other than how fast I talk. Back years ago, I was really struggling. I had a bill come through that I had forgotten about. It made my, my bank account overdrawn. And I was in a bit of a panic financially. Like, oh my gosh, now this is going to bounce. And now this is going to bounce. And I just... Had that panic, and while I could have sat and wallowed in, oh my gosh, I'm so sick of being broke. I'm so sick of not having money. I did have that bit of a panic. I gave myself about 20 minutes to have a panic or a half an hour. And then I started looking for solutions. Okay, I need to fix this. I'm sick of this. This is ridiculous. What do I need to change? What can I do differently? And actually, in that case... Get on auto bill pay? No. um, Well, that was the problem for me at the time because I forgot about the one bill coming out. But what I did is I went on to Craigslist of all things and started looking for ads. I'm like, maybe somebody wants artwork done. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't a big Craigslist person. That's where I found the job when I started painting at one of those classes classes where you paint or teach people while they're having wine or you teach these painting parties. And it was so great. you flipped it around I, and you yeah, turned it on the its problem. head. Here's something super negative. How can I turn? How can I fix it? You turned it around. Yeah, that that is what it ta- that is all that it takes, really. I mean, that's the beginning step is you've got to start looking at the possibilities rather than focusing. Yeah, on don't look negative. at. OK, why am I broke? I feel so sorry for right. myself. I'm so sick all the time. And that's why I can't get a regular job. And OK, here was a job that paid really well. And I only had to work out once a week. It still let mm-hmm. me have the time I needed. So it's like, you know, it just motivated me to look for the solutions. And right. I've done this on several things. Um, another story would be when I decided I was looking at other pet portrait artists and I came across one who was so much better than my work. And it you go through the thing of, wow, why doesn't mine look that way? That is amazing. That's so good. That's when you found me. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> So right. I looked at that and the, I Don't was comparing that with my own. I really was like, okay, well, what's different about hers? What am I doing differently? In that case, it boiled down to the fact that she was spending a lot more time on her work than I was. I just bumped up something that I would have spent 45 minutes on. Did the next very next project, they spent eight hours, didn't even look like the same artist. I went from looking like a quick sketch to a photograph, a black and white photograph. This was something in graphite. But I mean, it made it was just let's how are we going to look at this? Am I going to sit there and kick myself because I'm not as good as this other artist? Or am I going to figure out how to become as good as that other artist? Yeah, I mean, there there's something there really is just something that happens to our brain, our brain, um, you know, psychology likes to call this self-fulfilling prophecy. But what happens is our brain starts finding solutions when we believe that there are solutions and our brain can conversely shut down and look for ways of failing when we believe we're going to fail. I mean, I know that sounds so woo-woo to a lot of people, and and it kind of is, but it's also true. And I think that experience bears that out as well. If you look back at anything that you've been able to accomplish in life, you can say that you first believed that you could do it, and then you found and you you fought for the right to do it, the, the ability to do it, and you you made it happen. And that, the whole concept, you'll hear people say, you know, the sky's the limit, and all this really cheesy motivational stuff, as much as I hate to admit it, it's true. Yeah. It yeah. works. 
it's just you have to train your brain to it really start looking yeah. for the solution. And I think that's such a big thing with art anyway. You're a problem solver. You have to be a problem solver mm-hmm. because when you realize you just use the wrong color, okay, how do I fix this? Or how do I come up right. with this color combination? I really like this look. I don't have that exact pencil. How do I get that color? You've got to solve that problem. And yeah. teaching your brain to do that, it is. You're teaching your brain. and But it is something that you can do. It just takes time to train it to mm-hmm. look at things that way. Right. And that's the whole reason why I love it that, you know, when you can help an artist, you can help a, a budding artist who is wanting to try and wanting to learn and you can steer them in the right direction and talk to them about how you think as an artist, how you problem solve as an artist. And don't give them the step by step and the, don't give them each and every single color and don't give them every little spoon feeding, every little thing that does not uh, an artist make. But talking about the mindset and how to go about problem solving and how you arrive at decisions, I think, is so much better advice. And that's the kind of advice I've always appreciated. Yeah. And one of the things I think that's kind of dangerous a little bit with social media is no matter what it is you're struggling with, if you post about it or talk about it, you're going to find a group who will encourage you to make excuses, who will tell you it's not your fault. It's because of this. It's not your fault. It's because of that instead of finding solutions. So it yeah, gets a little bit dangerous. Commiserate exactly. with, some, with some group. And it can make you start to believe that that's true. You know what? I'm not going to be able mm-hmm. to succeed because people don't like my haircut. I'm not going to be able to succeed. I mean, these random things, people will find an excuse for anything that is sort of outside of their control. I'm too good looking. Yeah. You know, I'm too beautiful. Uh, (laughs) I have my my goatee and mustache is too wonderful looking. People are uh, jealous and that's why they're not. My weight or or they're jealous of me. That's all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They canceled my email list because... They, they couldn't take the awesomeness that I've been dishing out. Yeah. And I've seen people make very, as silly as that sounds, I have seen artists make very, very similar excuses. The whole, they're just jealous, that's why they didn't do that. Well, maybe you weren't providing the content that they wanted. I mean, it couldn't, maybe it right. had nothing to do with how beautiful you were. So You're not going to resonate with everybody. It, exactly. That's just a fact. And that's fine, you know. That's a good thing, actually, because what that means is that you'll resonate so much better with who you are meant to attract and resonate with. Yeah, it comes down to your target audience and yep. finding those who are most interested in what you do. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah, and you know, there if if there is somebody who doesn't want what you have to offer, then there <laughs> I don't know how to say this other than good. That's great. And you just helped yourself out by not trying to cater your message or not trying to cater your artwork or whatever it is that you're doing to that person. And you just know your scope is just a little bit more narrow than in that case. Yeah. The next thing that I see happen a lot as far as point of view, I've seen artists who expect too much without having put in the footwork yet. You'll randomly hear of artists who went from zero to 60 in skill level or sales overnight, Mm -hmm. like Wendy Lane. Wendy Lane kind of did that. She just jumped into color pencil and was amazing right right off the bat, doing great sales, doing great everything. But that's rare. That is not the norm. And so I think that people can get discouraged because they're like, my skill's not as good as this person is. Or, you know, one of my favorites, you make it or that other person makes it look so easy. That can go with YouTube, social media, art technique. You make it look so easy. What people are forgetting is like, in my case, the work I've put into this, I've been doing this for 20 years. Uh, It wasn't until the last few years that things started to click into place for me where I started to understand the business and marketing side. That was my biggest issue. With YouTube, have 
815 videos at the time that we're recording this. Uh, I think 600 and something are public because some of those are the Patreon ones. But 815, that didn't happen for me overnight. This wasn't easy. I fought harder than a lot of YouTubers. And I've seen that as well, where YouTubers, you know, they've got 80 videos and they've got more subscribers than me. This isn't something where I'm going to take it negatively and kick myself over. Oh my gosh, people don't like me as much as that person. Yeah, sometimes a little bit of luck has to play within that. But realistically, to get to this point, and in most cases with most artists, it took a lot of videos. If you're, you know, trying to break into YouTube, it takes a lot to get there. Now, I'm not saying it's going to take you 815 to get there. I'm just using that as an example of how much work I've put to get to this point. It wasn't an easy overnight thing. So when I hear someone say, oh, you make it look so easy, you know, how much, how, oh, that's my other favorite. It must be so nice to have that much of a following. It is. I love it. And I appreciate every single person who follows me, especially because it's, it was hard to get here. This was not overnight. I wasn't just lucky. I worked so hard and put in so many hours to get to this point. So I don't want you to think, you know, it's going to happen overnight because I think that gets very discouraging. And this, you know, this doesn't just go to the business side of things. Like we were saying, it goes with the skill level as well. You know, I wish I could draw like that. Some of my biggest jumps came from being discouraged or not even discouraged, just looking at someone else and going, I want mine to look like that. Mine, what's going on with mine? Like I was talking about earlier. This applies to everything. Just how you look at something can take you from just being frustrated and unhappy with what you're doing to, okay, here's my goal. I'm going to make this happen. Just in that little little switch. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, another thing, Lisa, that, that we'll see from time to time is how an artist uh, just starting out, or maybe they've been at this for a little while, but they let setbacks just crush them. For example, maybe they're wanting to get into a gallery. So they approached the gallery and took a lot of courage to get that far. And then they're told, well, you know, you don't have enough pieces yet. Uh, you've only got five or 10 or whatever come back after you've had 50 or 100 you know that kind of thing and you know instead of going back and buckling down and doing the hard work and churning it out some people just sit back in a corner and cry i mean i don't want that to sound harsh but i mean it's all again in the way that we internalize that we can look at that as hey here's an opportunity then they told me they gave me the steps to go from a to z now all i got to do is put this time in put this effort in And maybe I'll approach them again and maybe I'll get there. Same thing with uh, maybe approaching a magazine about an article that you want to have published. Um, Maybe you're told no the first time. Maybe you're told no with some constructive um, criticism around it. You know, some some things that you could uh, work on to improve. Maybe your writing style or something like that. Maybe it just wasn't a quite good enough fit for the magazine at that time. But that doesn't mean that you just internalize that and say, never mind, they don't want me. I guess I'm just not good enough for that. I I won't ever try that again. And you'll see people go maybe a year or more and never venture out again, never try to stretch themselves. But I got to tell you, everything that is good that comes about in your business is when you work outside of the comfort zone. Nothing great will happen when we're in the comfort zone, when we're doing just, you know, everything that makes us uh, happy. You know, if we can sit around and, and watch sitcoms all night or play video games and sit on the couch and nothing great is going to happen in our business. But if we push ourselves and if we stretch and go out 
outside of what we're comfortable in doing, that's where some real change and some real progress is going to happen. Yeah. And one of the things that they'll tell you, especially with YouTube, and I think that this applies to art in general, is you have to love what you do. Don't do it. You're not going to jump into yeah, art because a- you think you're going to get rich and famous. You're going to be crushed all the time. There are so many hurdles yeah. in the way. And if you don't love what you do, you're not going to be willing to jump those hurdles, to to learn how to climb over them and how to work around them. Yeah, because we're like salespeople <laughs> in a way. I mean, we really are. We're yeah. going to get doors. Uh, yep. uh, you know, we're going to have no's, more no's. Yeah. And YouTube especially is such a slow thing to build up. It is not a fast process. So a lot, most people who decide they're going to start with YouTube, they give up within a few months because they don't get the instant results that they want. If you want to make that work, if you want to, and it's the same exact thing with your art career. If you want to make that work, no matter what, you know, if you're working on social media more or whatever it is that you're focusing on for, or the technique wise, you've got to look for the long-term goals and not expect overnight instant success. If you're expecting it to happen, whether it be your skill level or your business side, you're going to be discouraged and probably give up. So loving what you do is very, very important. And there are things, I mean, realistically, I'm not a huge fan of editing video. There are going to be things, whether even with art, I'm not a huge fan of drawing ears and animals. I don't know why. I just don't like the ears. I think they're cute. I don't like drawing them. So I usually draw those first, but I try to find creative ways to make it better. With YouTube, for example, lately, I've just been like, I've been doing the same videos. I mean, 815 and I'm editing them all the same way. So I'm getting a little bit more creative. What can I switch up? What can I make better? If you're trying to improve in the same with art, what can I make better? How can I improve on this? I think it keeps our interest a little bit more so that we can keep Mm -hmm. kind of work through those um, times where we're like, oh, I don't want to do it again because there will be aspects that you don't love. I don't want to make it sound like it's a happy sunny day every day, but you you know, you're going to have to work around those. There's so many things that take a long time. You know, everything worth doing, I think, takes a long time and doing well. And you just have you have to be the one you have to be the one out of so many more around you who is willing to do the boring, consistent thing and be great at it and just keep doing it no matter what. I mean, let's take this podcast, for example. Um, This may be small potatoes compared to everything Lisa does uh, in the YouTube world and everything else she does, uh, put churning out so much artwork. It's always so awkward when you say things like that. Why? why? Here I am Uh, fanning my ego. You can't see me fanning it, but I am. (laughs) Uh, so when we started out, though, Lisa, um, I don't know if you re- remember this or not. I was so excited when we had we crossed the threshold and we had 100 downloads of of the podcast. And I mean, I was just ecstatic. I'm talking about the RSS people who subscribe, you know, to to the um, to the RSS. I'm not talking about on my website um, in particular because the, it, now it's just about equally matched. But anyway. To date, we've had over 63,000 downloads of the RSS, which I think is really huge. Wow, I didn't but, realize you know, it was that, that much. Yeah, it is. And it just took a long time, though, for that to happen, you know. I mean, that that took a long time. And just and I, I, I just quit looking at the stats after a while. At the beginning, I thought, this is kind of miserable. It is. And actually, I kind of, that's, an, I think, a good tip, social media in general. I know a lot of yeah. people will get frustrated, say Instagram or Facebook. They're not getting the likes that they want. And I think if you obsess over those oh, numbers, right. that can just drain you yeah. like crazy. And those, yeah, and, and there's a reason they call those vanity metrics because they really don't matter. They All they do is kind of, you know, they, they 
they lend themselves to making you feel vain as well. All yeah, really exactly. Does. It's not really going to help, you know. And focusing on that stuff, there's people who are obsessed with stats and they check their stats on their website like several times a day, it, things like that. What, it really doesn't help. It's one of the help. things you want to be aware of. Aware. But maybe once a week, once, you know, I'm not yeah, constantly yeah. checking those things. Like, heck, I had right, no idea we right. had to the 63,000. That was awesome. Yeah, well, I didn't know till I just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I'm kind of excited about it. <laughs> that's cool. Another thing, too, you can do, I mean, if you're getting yourself down a lot, celebrate some of your smaller victories a little bit more. I know Absolutely. we've talked about this before, but don't feel like you 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 just have to celebrate the big, big victories. You know, I... I'm so excited. I want to get 50,000 followers on Facebook. You know what? Be excited with the 20. Every time Mm -hmm. you hit a zero, 50, 100, 200, 1,000. These are things to celebrate. These are things to be excited about. The same with your artwork. You know, you finished a new one. Celebrate that. Don't Mm -hmm. look at it as, oh, I don't like this and I don't like that. I mean, take those things that you don't like and work to improve them. But celebrate the fact that you're that much closer to your end goal. You just got one more out Mm -hmm. of the way. I mean, they, they... tell you you have to make so many mistakes before you hit you know you master something you've got to get a hundred yeah, mistakes 10,000 10, hours yeah. yeah but with the mistakes get those mistakes out of the way now plan right. on messing them don't let the mistakes right. pull you down look at that as okay that's one more off the hundred i need to make before i master this so exactly get those out of the way don't let them discourage you celebrate okay there's one more i just got down <laughs> there it's all in how you view things and it can make the whole process of working in your art drawing of the business side, it can make it all so much more enjoyable if you can celebrate all of the little wins instead of looking at any setbacks. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you do have to celebrate those wins, no matter how small. Make those incremental uh, steps forward and say, oh, I accomplished that. I'm going to go celebrate. I'm going to take a walk, uh, go out for dinner, whatever it is. I'm but, putting two yeah, scoops have of those creamer goals. in my coffee today. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to start five times or whatever. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, and it it also reminds me of that saying, you know, when's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? When is the next best time, though? Today. You know, just get started. Do what needs to be done today. And so if you're trying to get more commissions, then if it's your cousin or your daughter or whatever, and they want a commission, celebrate that. And don't say, oh, well, it's only a relative. Yes. No, celebrate it. Say, yeah, I've started. That's where we all start is with relatives and friends. And that's how it. That's how the ball starts going forward. And you celebrate those things. And it is an accomplishment. And you're doing great. All right. Maybe you have some things you'd like to contribute to this conversation. We'd love to hear that. Podcast at sharpenedartist.com is the email. If you want to send some waves over, if you want to send uh, smoke signals, then uh, Lisa's three. I'm like two and a half. And if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, Lisa's at Lockery. I'm at Sharpened Artist. We also have a Facebook group. We'd love for you to join us over there. The Colored Pencil Podcast is the name of that, I believe. And we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. Editor guy, I apologize. I'm starting this over. (laughs) I don't know what made me say that.